0: Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel forecasts and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. Well, this segment is brought to you by Buxton. Check them out for mobile and predictive analytics it's kind of crazy what you figure out about retail properties, really any kind of commercial real estate, uh, people movement. You got to check it out. It's BuxtonCo.com. Well, today we're going to talk about retail, retailers, retail real estate. What's going on with retail? You know, we've uh, it's kind of been a crazy time with retail, right? I think it's one of the sectors that uh, some people kind of question. Well, let's see what uh, retail sales have been doing. Please welcome my guest. It's Mark Matthews. He's VP of Research with the National Retail Federation. Joining us on video here, Mark, thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me, Michael. Appreciate it. Well, Mark, if you will, start us out with uh, kind of sales numbers. Uh, you know, what have you been seeing recently and, and how, does, how, how does that trend been over the last couple of years?
1: Sure. So, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting uh, retail to be challenged uh, during the pandemic. And what we saw was exactly the opposite. Uh, In 2020, retail sales grew 7%. Last year, they grew 14%, which is, uh, you know, a huge number. If you think, you know, pre pandemic, the average uh, sales growth was about 3.7%. Uh, so we've had a couple of huge years in a row. Uh, this year for 2022, we are projecting retail sales to grow between six to eight uh, percent. So we're expecting a little bit of a fall off from those uh, those big highs. Uh, now it's worth mentioning that all the numbers that I'm talking about are on a nominal basis, not a real basis. So uh, inflation does come into play in, the, in these numbers. Yeah.
0: So what does that mean to the uh, non-research folks out there, Mark, when you
1: say nominal? Uh, So that means that we are not including inflation. So if, if this were a real forecast, we would be subtracting the impact of inflation on these numbers. So these numbers would come down. By the amount of inflation you'd see in the year, so uh, in reality, in terms of real growth, where we, you know when we made the forecast, uh, we're expecting probably more like two to four percent, which is still above the long-term average, but but down, uh, you know, compared to, to last year, which was you know the, the the biggest growth we've ever seen. So we see momentum coming into t- to 2022. But uh, you know, it's going to be challenging to maintain that momentum given uh, the, the situation that our economy faces and the expectation you know, that as we return to normal, people will, beginning, people will begin to spend a little bit uh, less on goods and maybe a little bit more on services as they you know, start going on holidays more, going out to eat, going to theaters, going to theme parks, all those things that were curtailed during the pandemic.
0: Why was there so much growth in retail sales last year? Uh you
1: know, the, the thing is that uh there there are two two reasons there. One is that we had this tremendous stimulus. Uh so everybody felt you know more money in, in their pockets. And actually the amazing thing is that if you look from Q4 2019 to Q4 2021, uh Americans the money in Americans' checking and savings accounts grew by 4.1 trillion dollars. So there was this huge amount of money that was uh, pushed towards us uh, as a result of you know monetary easing and, and fiscal uh, policies but also because consumers, as I mentioned before, stop doing a lot of the things that they, they used to do uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know, going out and, and, and engaging in, in, in the services like we normally do, going and spending a lot of money on holidays, uh, you know, commuting to work, all these different things uh, that they weren't doing. Uh, they were saving money from that and they're spending that on retail. You know, people had to create, uh, you know, home offices, they had to create home schools. Uh, you know, because you're staying at home all the time and cooking at home, you know, applying, you're wearing your way through appliances. Uh, and people spend a lot of money on beautifying their homes because they're there so much. And all this is, you know, spending on goods. Uh, as as opposed to spending on services, so we saw you know a pretty dramatic shift uh, away from services towards goods.
0: Yeah, and you know when you talk services, you talk travel and things. You know they just recently lifted the um, requirement in the at the airlines, right, in the airport yeah. for a mask. And I know a lot of people I have talked to have said, "Wow, I'm so happy now I will travel." They, they just almost refuse to travel around for hours and hours and hours with a mask on their face what do you forecast for these kind of services is 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 it coming back yet what do you what do you see what do you expect
1: yeah i mean it it is not coming back yet uh now that the data does you know lag a little bit but we still see you know good spending uh you know at the same level as, uh, as it was, you know, a few months ago. So that money has not shifted back into services yet, you know, we expect it to but, you know, also, uh, the real challenge is to understand The extent to which we're going to see a reversion of behavior, right? Uh, The classic example here is eating at home. Uh, So people people used to spend a certain amount of money eating out and a certain amount of money uh, eating at home. During the pandemic, everybody started cooking at home. Nobody was eating at restaurants. Well, people are going to return to restaurants. But when you ask consumers about that, they say that you know, they they learned to cook. They became better cooks during the pandemic. Uh, they feel like they're eating healthier uh, cooking at home. They feel like they're saving money cooking at home. So some of these behaviors, uh, you know, might just not come back. Another thing is you know going to movie theaters. Uh, you know the box office receipts in the in the U.S. are running about half of what they were you know pre pandemic, and you know, while people feel a little bit more comfortable going out to movies, you know, everybody was streaming during the pandemic and some of that streaming behavior may remain. So the the question becomes, you know, we we know that people will start shifting money back towards services, but the extent to which they do and which categories they do is going to drive the the shape of the recovery for services versus goods.
0: Yeah. And Mark, what about the categories of retailers? You know, there's a lot of uh, people in the commercial real estate world, obviously, that uh, watch and listen to this show, uh, are there some categories that uh, you expect might do better or or might fare worse?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, food at home continues to to be strong, and you know, we see a lot of inflation in that in that sector because of that. Uh, we're also seeing uh, you know rising prices in uh, things like uh, you know men's suits and and women's dresses. As people start to return back to uh, to, to offices. Uh, and discover like myself that, uh, that some of those suits you used to wear don't fit all that well anymore, <laughs> a little bit on the snug side. So uh, you know, I think while we saw a lot of people buying you know, uh, you know, casual wear during the pandemic, uh, a lot of those stretchy pants, uh, that's just not an option when you return to the office. So uh, <laughs> as we think about the way that behavior is changing, uh, you know, there are certain areas that are gonna benefit from that shift back to normalcy.
0: Yeah. So you expect uh, you know, it's interesting. I uh had the same thing with my suit, but I actually I've lost 30 pounds. So I went to the store wow. to buy to get my new clothes basically. And they said, Yeah, the lady says this happens to a lot of us. And I said, Well, I went down a couple sizes. She goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah, so so you expect clothing to sales to improve, and I guess along with that, maybe maybe dry cleaning, formal wear, things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we also see you know some surprising things. Uh, you know, uh, we just got our uh, Mother's Day numbers, uh, which we released a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, we saw spending uh, increasing dramatically for, for for Mother's Day. But the thing that was driving that was jewelry. Uh, a lot of people out there buying jewelry for uh, for 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 their you know for their moms and, and for their spouses, uh, you know that, that's not something that you'd expect, uh, you know, given all this concern over inflation and and budgets tightening. But it just shows the extent to which uh, you know the consumer remains in a really really strong position. Uh, there is a lot of money sitting on the sidelines right now.
0: Well, thank goodness my mother does not listen to this show then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm safe. Whew. That was a close <laughs> call. All right. So, so your forecast then is is kind of, I guess, when you look at historic averages, uh, it's a very positive uh, outlook, even though we've got this big inflation thing in in front of us still, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, remember that you know, inflation uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to spend any less money. It means that you're going to get less for your money. Uh so I- inflation drives a lot of different types of behavior so if we think about you know how people respond to inflation uh you know one of the things is they change their activity levels right so uh you know if gas prices are high people start driving less uh and you can see that in the data you know people are driving less people also start substituting products so you know you might go from that brand name product to the generic product you might uh you might stop you know sp- uh, purchasing things at a high-end grocery store and purchasing things at a low-end grocery store. Uh, so you see lots of behaviors, and, and you know, as I mentioned before, you know, there are some things where you might actually end up saving money because you know, if, if, for example, a vacation looks just too expensive because of the the those airfares are high because of gas prices, you may say, okay, I'm going to hold off on doing that which means that you've got a little bit more money to spend uh, in, in some of the necessity categories. So you tend to see people uh, you know, shift spending away from uh, discretionary and, and more into you know, the, the, the necessities. Yeah. How is the
0: supply lines, logistics, how is this kind of shortage that we've in a lot of products impacting retailers and retail sales?
1: Yeah, I mean, it remains a challenge. And, you know, it's important to remember on the good side of the equation, on the retail side of the equation, uh, you know, what's really driven uh, the supply chain challenges is is not that, uh, you know, there was a problem with our supply chain. It's just that we threw too much demand at that supply chain. Uh, you know, when I talk about 14% growth in, uh, in, you know, 2021 and 7% growth in 2020, you know, over 20% growth, that that's like adding 50 million Americans to the retail economy in terms of demand. Uh, you know, no supply chain is going to be able to handle that. And, you know, if you think about, you know, historically, we've been uh, moving towards efficiency, you know, uh, you're running our factories at 90 plus percent, uh, you know, running our supply chains at, at, in the most efficient way possible. So when you suddenly create all this excess demand, uh, these systems can't deal with it. Uh, so we've had, uh, uh, supply chain challenges driven by the demand which is cost you know it, it means that shipping costs more uh, you know trucking costs more the goods themselves cost more so you know retailers are having to pay you know more for you know to keep their stores open more for electricity uh, more to buy the goods so it's uh, it, it's a pretty challenging environment out there right now
0: yeah well another thing that's challenging uh, almost every industry seems to be the kind of the tight labor market we see right now, what's the impact there for retailers? Uh,
1: yeah, well, retailers wish they could hire more people uh, because you have all this uh, incredible demand that I'm talking about. And, and yet, uh, you know, we have a labor shortage in this country. There is absolutely no doubt that this is one of the hottest job markets I've ever seen. Uh, the latest data shows over 1.2 million job openings in retail You know, over 11 million job openings in the economy. So actually, we've only got about 6 million unemployed. So we have more than 5 million more job openings than we do unemployed people. Uh so you know that that means that uh you know getting people in the door is is, is challenging. Uh and people are, as you've mentioned, you know, wages are rising, wages are rising because people are trying to get people in in, in the door. And you know, retail workers are are, are you know attractive to, to to other industries. You know, you learn great fundamental skills, interpersonal skills, uh, you know, time time management skills when when you're working in retail. So uh uh, there is a lot of poaching going off uh, b- between industries. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll give a plug to us. We are, we are hiring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, like every industry
1: is like, Oh, come on, we need good people. We need more good people here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we have 2 million baby boomers retiring every year. Uh, and for the last 30 years, we've seen the number of teens in the workforce decline uh, dramatically. Uh, so we have a shrinking, uh, shrinking labor force, and uh, now you know we have a hot economy and a lot of demand for workers. Uh, you know it's it's challenging to get enough people uh, back into uh, in, into working.
0: Yeah, we're talking with Mark Matthews, he's with the National Retail Federation about retail, real estate, and retail sales. And uh, Mark, are there some categories in retail or, or actual companies uh, that you see are in expansion mode that might have some growth ahead of us?
1: yeah i think a lot of the uh the big names are are doing quite well uh you know the the biggest retailers in, in the industry uh you know have seen a lot of growth uh you know as a result of the uh the, the pandemic and the shift from goods so you know i think uh w- the the, the things that we've seen, you know, almost across the board in every sector, we've seen companies do well uh, because so much money is being spent. I think the 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 real interesting question as we look forward, is uh, what sectors are going to become more challenged, uh, you know, because of inflation uh, and because of the the way consumers are are changing their behavior. So we have a lot of winners uh, right now, uh, and you know, we'll have just have to see how that plays out over the next year or so.
0: And who uh, might have uh, challenges uh, more than others because of inflation?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's sectoral, right? Uh, you know, if you cl- think, you know, classically of, of, you know, what sectors tend to struggle a little bit more uh, in, in environments where where money gets tight, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people are, you know, calling for a recession in, in 2023. Uh, you know, it tends to be those items that cater to, uh, you know, uh, discretionary uh spending you know stuff that you don't necessarily need to buy and also you know the the, the higher end products the, the the things that cost a lot of money where you you might just think well you know i don't really need to replace that next year you will maybe wait uh wait wait till next year
0: yeah and what about uh restaurants what do you expect there
1: uh, you know, we're, we're seeing people, uh, you know, slowly return to uh, to eating out of home The you know, the restaurant numbers are are, are, are definitely improving. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, the, the big question is, are, are they going to get back to where they were uh, pre pandemic? You know, are we go- going to see people? you know, return to that behavior, we're gonna see more people continue to, uh, to eat at home. Uh, that, that's the challenge. I think, you know, most people are, are comfortable now eating at restaurants. Uh, and, you know, I look around and I see more, uh, more restaurants opening their doors. Uh, you know, surely that's anecdotal, but uh, the, the national numbers are, are, are looking better. Uh, but, you know, as we move into the summer months, uh, it, it just remains to be seen whether we see a reversion to that pre-pandemic behavior.
0: How is all this impacting retailers' you know, margins? If you have, you know, logistics issues, you have inflation with what's costing them more, and, and then you have the employment issue with more costs there. What, what's it
1: doing to, to margins? Uh, yeah, the, there there is certainly a lot of costs that uh, that we're seeing. Uh, you know, uh, and, and in some cases, you know, retailers have been able to pass through those costs to uh, to customers. In some cases. They uh, they they haven't. Uh, the important thing for the retail industry, though, is because of the shortages, uh, because of the inventory challenges uh, and so the supply chain issues, they have had to discount less. There are fewer items on the shelves, so they haven't had to go into that deep discounting, which has protected their margins uh, in the face of these other challenges that you mentioned. So, yes, absolutely, you know, higher higher prices they're paying, higher wages they're paying, but also, you know, they haven't been able to hire as many people as they needed, so they've had to operate more efficiently, more leanly, uh, and they've had high volumes. and And high volumes tend to uh, tend to uh, paper over a lot of cracks because, uh, you know, the more you the more you're able to turn over on your fixed cost base, the the more profitable you're going to be. So things haven't been as bad as they could be. Uh, but uh, you know, over the next you know six to twelve months, we'll have to see how that uh, how that evolves. Yeah. And, and
0: we've all seen the, the prices and values of used cars and a skyrocket. And, uh, and 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 what are they doing now? And then a lot of us have seen that uh, it's hard to to get new cars now. There doesn't seem to be as many yeah. available. What are you uh, seeing right now for
1: for automobile sales? And what do you expect moving forward? Well, yeah, that that's one of the you know areas of. Uh, highest inflation, uh, you know, started out with new cars uh, and it was down to, you know, uh, uh, chips, you know, there, there weren't enough chips available because of all these shutdowns during the pandemic of uh, chip manufacturing. So there's a shortage of new cars. And then uh, that bled over into the used car market because you couldn't buy new cars. So people were trying to buy used cars uh, and then, you know, used car prices shot up. What's interesting is that this all happened while, they were selling fewer automobiles. So you had very, very high inflation. Uh, unlike in other sectors of the economy where you saw inflation because there was so much demand, uh, in the auto sector, you saw rising prices because of supply issues. Uh, it appears that those are easing. The, the last couple of numbers we've seen in terms of inflation, that area shows that uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's easing back. Uh, we're seeing less inflation. Uh, we're seeing hopefully a little bit more uh, availability of chips. And it, it'll just take a while for the market to crack. So yeah, the, it, it's still a challenging environment. But uh, you know, people that I talk to, you know, the expectations are you know, that should work itself out over the course of the year.
0: So the car dealerships will continue to, to do well then, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: you would uh, you would expect so, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I guess, you yeah, know, there, there's a perfect storm out there. Uh, you know, the potential for, you know, a recession and uh, and all that that could impact them. But, uh, yeah. you know, for, for the time being, things are things are strong. Well, speaking of that, uh, what are you seeing for consumer
0: confidence these days? Are, are we are we very confident?
1: Uh, we are not very confident, uh, and you know that's to be expected uh, because you know there is so much bad news going around, right? Uh, you know, it seems like one thing after another. Uh, you know, what's this year got in store for us is uh, is what everyone's asking. the The good thing for retail is that we are not spending like we are, uh, you know, feeling. Uh, so we're we're not feeling very positive, but we're still spending despite that. So, you know, we can't always believe what the consumer says, you know, uh, in terms of how they feel, Uh, but we can certainly uh, rely on them to reach into that pocketbook when they are in a strong financial uh, position. And like I said before, they are in a strong financial position. They continue to spend, even though they don't necessarily feel that great about where things are headed.
0: Yeah. What's that say about about our our consumers? I don't know. (laughs) Well, Mark, uh, what uh, tip would you leave some of our, our retailers, uh, somebody in the retail business, as a tip to think about moving forward?
1: Yeah, and, and I've been talking to uh, to a lot of retailers lately about uh, the situation with the economy. And I think the, the most important thing to understand is that in this environment uh, with high inflation, you know, consumer behavior changes. Uh, and, you know, I've always said that, you know, consumer is king. That's a mantra for, for our industry and, uh, you know, you always have to watch what the consumer is doing. I, I think uh, we have to even, you know, be more focused on consumer behavior as, as we move forward because we can expect uh, the unexpected, we can expect people to, uh, to start to behave in different ways because uh, inflation is impacting their, uh, the, their bank balances.
0: Yeah. You know, and one way to watch them, I opened up and talked about Buxton, but uh, uh, I have a retail center I own, and one of the tenants was trying to tell me that they didn't have enough traffic over there. Well, with the Buxton Co., I could see um, the amount of cell phone, smartphone traffic that the place had in the past and what it has now, and traffic is is high. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) Numbers. (laughs) I know how many people are going through that center. It's a very busy center, so... If business is bad, it's because of you, Mister Retailer. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's BuxtonCo.com. Or ring the ring the bell for for one of our sponsors there. It's a it's a good product. Well, Mark, what about landlords? You know, wh- what tip would you leave for retail landlords? That maybe own shopping centers or, or strip centers. Is there maybe a certain kind of uh, tenant or, or or thought you'd leave with them? Think about.
1: I mean, you know, it's we've had you know a lot of challenges at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, and since then things have been uh, you know pretty smooth sailing. Uh, the industry is is, is doing well. Uh, you know, the the word of caution here is that you know. Uh, the Fed's behavior over the next six to eight months is is going to determine what you know twenty twenty three looks like. And you see more and more people calling for uh, the potential for a recession. Uh, you know, soft landings in our economy are rare. Uh, when uh, when the Fed tries to slow things down, sometimes they uh, they overtip their hand and uh, and end up slowing the economy down completely. So I think. Uh, we all need to be, uh, you know, keeping an eye out for uh, for what 2023 looks like, uh, you know, because there's a number of different ways that this could all go. Uh, let's just hope that uh, the situation in Ukraine works itself out, because that's uh, that's just another challenge that we don't need on top of the ones that we already have. Uh, so, you know, I, I think you know, the, the, everybody needs to be cognizant. Uh, that there could be a downturn around the corner and we, we just have to be prepared for that.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time, right? We're, we're past due. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, right? And there are certainly things to to watch out for right now. Well, Mark, thank you for joining us, sir. Good information. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And thank you for joining us around the country. Look, they do an annual forecast, the National Retail Federation, and we'll have a, a link to that forecast, the annual uh Uh, the forecast they put out. We'll have a link at CREshow.com. Well, until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing, site selection, and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit buxtonco.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access 1 up to 21 one-hour videos visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.